Hello and welcome to another edition of Tasha Talks. I'm your girl Tasha and of course we have another great episode lined up for you. Before we get into that, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tasha Talks with a Z, T-A-S-H-A-T-A-L-K-Z. And of course, check us out every day on TLCTalkRadio.com. Today's episode is um, needed. Um, I have uh, in-studio guests with me, and they're friends of mine, full disclaimer. Um, But I guess everybody I meet is a friend, I guess. I love people most of the time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My friends, Michael and Aisha, are here. And today's topic came up as a result of a Facebook conversation. I'm a Facebook producer, right? And so every time a conversation happens, I begin to think about how would this be impactful on the show? And... I posted a question about the communication or lack of communication from uh, someone online. And Michael, uh, who gave a dissertation, an eloquent one, though, (laughs) got me to to thinking about, yeah, what is it that black men and black women need and desire from one another? So I reached out to both Aisha and Michael and asked, you know what, would you guys be willing to come on the show to have just a very candid conversation to, uh, to that topic? And so I would like to welcome to the show my friends, Aisha and Michael. Hey, guys, welcome. Hi, Tasha. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Indeed. Hi, Tasha. Thank you for having us. Uh, <laughs> and and Aisha, again. it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. <laughs> well, thank you. I love meeting you, too. Oh, okay, then. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just gonna move on. Oh well, okay. I just you, we should I leave? Oh <laughs> my lord, have mercy me! I told y'all my recording voice sounds a little special. I'm gonna mm. leave it at that. Special, yeah. That's an interesting <laughs> adjective, yeah, an inaccurate absolutely. one. <laughs> black men, black women. So black love is important to me. It is the foundation of our community. Um, we, I think, uh, as a whole, the people that I run with, um, are passionate about our community. And so we look at, um, you know, the positives in the community, of course, but then we look at the things that can be improved upon, right? Because I don't want to say negatives. I don't, I don't know Absolutely. if I'm just I agree. rainbowy, but that's just who I am. <laughs> and I think I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm going to steal from Aisha because when we were in pre-production a moment ago, Aisha said, let's let the man go first because he's the leader. Yes. <laughs> Fine. I yes. <laughs> let's ride with that. Lord have mercy. I, listen, I know you can do it, brother. <laughs> you have a way with words that I don't. Mm, mm, mm. Again, should I leave or? <laughs> okay. Moving on. Michael. Yes. What is your perspective on the way that black men and black women specifically relate to one another. What are the positives? And as I stated earlier, what can be improved upon? Thank you very much for that question. I think the positives are many. I like, as you stated, I would like to focus really on the areas of opportunity for growth and improvement. Um, I think communication I think understanding the context of our experience here in America, I think that that's very important. I think that we are both viewing each other through a lens of trauma. Mm. 
and viewing each other through a lens of trauma, I don't think allows us to see either of us properly. Uh, we have needs. We are not meeting the needs of each other. Uh, that's clear based upon the acrimonious way in which we communicate with each other, the divorce rate, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which is a reflection also of the broader society uh, that we are a subset in, if you will. Mm. So I think that's just very important to not lose uh, sight of the context that we are living in, the pain that we've both experienced, and I think that there needs to be compassion with that. So like, like, like we say in the church, he looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. Mm. I think it's about time for black men and women to do that. I love it. I agree with that. I see a lot of people, um, and we're, we're a social society generally, and then social media has made us a little more accessible. I think sometimes, though, we hide behind the keyboard and we air um, things that we air things as a whole and we attribute them to a group when really it's our personal experience. I'm Absolutely. a firm believer in not <coughs> speaking in generalities. Like, you know, if you start off with these men, I'm just, hold on, boo boo. What you're not going to do is lump my daddy into that category. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know him. And you haven't dated everyone. And don't don't get me wrong. I ain't saying there aren't some clowns out there. I've met them. You're right. I've dated them. Ouch. Jesus. <laughs> it's okay, though. You know, we I ain't perfect either. So I don't ever, like, give it out without feeling like, okay, I, I need some of that, too. Um, but I think it's important that what you said, the – we're viewing one another through the lens of trauma. What is that trauma? What has that trauma looked like? Well, I think as men, that trauma has looked like being castrated in a society that we are not in charge of. Literally and figuratively. Absolutely. So being castrated, um, I'm just I'm an individual who is of the mindset that no individual can rise above the condition of their people. Mm. So irrespective to what any individual, what level they may soar to or appear to soar to, if they are not reaching back and aiding in the change and facilitating the growth and empowering others, then I think you're kind of a window dressing <laughs> and not really a part of a substantive change. You are there to say, well, look, so-and-so made it. Well, in a society we know, even in our homes, we have brothers and sisters and we have the diversity of one brother may do this, one sister may do that, and some may not appear to be as successful or successful at all. Well, protective factors work differently on every individual. So some, some of us may have had an uncle or sister or brother or just different layers of protective, protective factors that facilitated our ability to navigate a society that is hostile to our very existence. And because of that, we appear to have quote unquote made it. Mm. But no, there is no such thing as a self-made person. So there are a host of elements and variables that allowed us to quote unquote make it sure sure uh, how can what would you need from the black woman as a man if you were going to speak as a representative what would you need oh my god 
You thought I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> oh, well, that was quite uh, challenging. <laughs> As a black man, I think what I need, I think what we need sometimes is simply to be heard. Mm. We are in a society where we are voiceless. We are in a society where we are collectively impotent. Mm. And I think just being heard and being understood and, and recognizing in that being heard and understood that behind that is compassion. And when we have that compassion, that can serve as an impetus, as a catalyst to motivate us to continue to do all that we need, not just in the home, because a man in, that only is concerned with his individual home is not really a man at all, because we live in a community. Sure. And if I'm concerned about my children, my daughter, my son, and not my neighbor's daughter, not my neighbor's son, and if I would allow something to happen to them that I would not allow to happen to my son or daughter, then what type of man am I? If I don't want them to have the same type of opportunities that I desire for my child, and particularly if I know that the parents may not be able to provide those opportunities, what resources do I have? It may not be out of my pocket, but it may just be networking, making a connection for the children. Sure. So I think this is where our, um, our failure has been. Um, so getting back to what we need, I think that's the, that's the strongest need that, I, that comes to mind, just being heard, being understood, and having uh, a little compassion for our plight. However, being able to keep a constructive fire under us that sparks our creativity and keeps us motivated. That part right there. So sometimes the creative spark, and I'm going to let Aisha chime in, can be viewed as nagging or unsupported or uh, she always on my case, she always on my case. And sometimes I've heard that um, not from people I've dated, but I've heard it just in conversation. And my response is typically, well, that woman probably sees something in you that she knows you can aspire to. And for whatever reason, you're not putting the, the, the pedal to the metal. Maybe you're fearful. Maybe you don't see it. Maybe it's just damn hard. I don't know. But what do you say then when you're trying to um, – and I know that this works both ways, but I, I don't date women, so. <laughs> well. <laughs> I get that. But, I mean, what do you say then to to the man who, because I want to be compassionate. I think that's very important. I think sometimes we may lose that because we're all struggling with these external yes. forces. Yes. But what do you say when, and so I don't mean this negatively, when dude is just whining. Like, you're not the only one struggling out here with these issues. I still need you to do what you do. Aisha, what do you think? Tasha. Huh? <laughs> oh, my God. There was a lot that Michael just said that I would just love to touch on, but I can't go back right now. Right. <laughs> However, say amen. amen. <laughs> we can do a part two. I should have been taking notes. Um, I wanted to say that as far as the <laughs> – she gave me a pen. Did you guys see that? She gave me a pen. <laughs> Always as far as the, the nagging goes, mm -hmm. um, I think that that's when you come across the wrong relationship. Those two people should not be 
together at that stage in their life. Mm. If I have to constantly remind you to do something that you said you would do, yeah, um, that's not going to work for me. And I know a lot of women that would not work for. Yes, I'm one and of them. I, amen. <laughs> I'm all about the black man. Everybody knows that. Um, and I have a lot of compassion for the black man. I think that people, I'm going to say black people, keep forgetting about the black woman. Mm. There's a lot of things out there to say we need to support our black men. We need this and that for our black men. And I agree, we do. However, what about us? Mm-hmm. And that's where people are missing the connection. Sure. Communication is very important. And with the technology that we have today, we should be able to communicate way better than we are now. But we're not. Because a lot of people are false flagging out there on social media. <laughs> <laughs> but in text messages, don't get me started on that. The <laughs> verbal communication is key, yeah. especially in person. I feel like you're on the phone, you can say whatever, you can have listen, but if you're trying to tell me about your day, and we know it's hard for a black man, some black men don't want to take the time out to listen to our day. I've had that experience. Okay. Um, what was your other question, girl? Because <laughs> there was just so much there. I, um, I think you I think you answered the initial question that I posed to you, and that was, the you nagging. Know, yeah, the nagging piece, like, you I know. try. I personally try not to nag. Agreed. But if I gotta ask you more than twice, I'm gonna do it myself. Yeah, and that comes across like I'm trying to boss somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm, well <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to boss you. I would. I not Michael, but you in general. Um, when things need to be done, you say you're gonna do it. I might mention it twice. After that, I'll make another phone call and have someone else do it. It's not because I'm trying to disrespect you as a black man or the head of my life or whatever, but it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in following up behind grown folks telling them what to do. I'm too old for that. We too old for that. I was too old 20 years ago. Amen. <laughs> so I get stuff done. Yeah, I'm a doer you, as you, well. You know that, Tasha. You know that about me. Mm-hmm. I don't like to sit and wait. If you want me to sit and wait, that's where communication comes. That's where you say, well, Aisha, I can't get this done right now. Could you give me a couple more weeks? Great, we're communicating. But when you don't communicate with me, yeah, I'm going to be the boss, right? I agree with the <laughs> communication part. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, he, he know he like it for me to be the boss. Now I'm joking. <laughs> I'm going to ask a third time, should I leave? <laughs> Aisha, what is it that the black woman needs from the black man or desires or both? Well, number one is communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me phrase that. Consistent, better communication. Okay. Um, what does that look like? I don't know yet. Let me let y'all let you know when I find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no shade to everybody I've dated. <laughs> Most of you were right on your communication. Um, understanding. Okay. Understanding that we like home cooked meals as well. What? Say we do. Again. We like home cooked meals as well. Make me some salmon. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be relaxing when we get home too and a lot of people they feel feel like the black woman needs to keep go 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 especially if you have kids i understand that and most times we do we're used to getting stuff done because of previous generations how we were raised to just take care of the kids and keep it moving a lot of black women well i guess a lot but some of the black mothers that i know tend to do all the mother mother sorry i can't even talk all the nurturing in the household and not let their husbands do their job Mm-hmm. And I can see that potentially being an issue in 10, 15 years when the kid gets older. 
we need to be able to trust our mates to do their job. Sure. Even as far as changing the baby diapers, picking the kids clothes for school, taking them to school, we need to let our black men lead. So that's kind of something that women need to do. Let go and trust the man. I agree. And if you can't trust him, you got the wrong man. That part right oh, there. Oh, well, you know, let me not say that. Let me not say that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say you have the wrong man. Maybe you, you're you not the right woman for that man. Maybe, yeah. I like the way you phrase that. I don't believe in blaming everything on a black man because it's not all on a black man. We need to own up to things that we're doing as well. I agree with that. Well, amen. <laughs> I <laughs> you, like this conversation. You, you have some comment behind that, <laughs> Brother Muhammad? <laughs> I, I just like the way that she worded that I think it's important that when a man really loves a woman I heard a brother say that the woman's wants become his needs so when he's really in love with her he's going to do what it is to the best of his ability to make sure that her wants are satisfied um, yeah that's that's for now that's that's what I want to leave on yeah. And let me also add mm-hmm. that both the black man and the woman, especially the woman, because I'm speaking for the woman's side, we need to recognize when a guy is not that into us. Mm. We need to recognize it, either recognize it, accept it, move forward with that knowledge, or just walk away from the guy altogether. Mm-hmm. What are some examples of a guy not well, being that into you? As Michael just said, <laughs> but that's love. We're not even going to go that far. But in the beginning, if a guy does not have constant communication, and I'm not saying you got to talk to the woman 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but if your communication is spotty, and number one, if they never asked you out, dude, probably not that into you. Mm-hmm. And if he is, he probably into like five other women at the same time. Mm. Do you want to be a part of that rotation? That might work for you at the time. Maybe you like dating. That's fine. No judgment. But if you're looking for that one person, and he's not putting forth an effort just to get to know you as a person, he's probably not that into you, not because of anything you did. Maybe he's just not, maybe it it is truly three or four other women that he's talking to. Or maybe he's busy with his life and trying to handle his business, which is fine as well. But you got to learn to step back and not put all your eggs into that one guy when he's not even there. And that's one of the problems. Well, I'm not going to say problems. One of the concerns I have with black women, we tend to do that and then we come across as thirsty Okay. Michael, anything to add? I'm speechless by the thirsty comment. Well, <laughs> I, I, why? I just, you never heard of thirsty? I mean, no, I'm just, <laughs> okay. I, like, at this yeah, point in our life, I think sounding thirsty, that seems so juvenile to me. I think in the sense that, like, we are really adults, I think. Well, <laughs> and as per this mortgage. It, it, right. <laughs> this so mortgage. it makes me wonder when someone, so I think, so, Tasha, you said something earlier, and Aisha, you did as well. I, I think just the way that we couch things presents a lot of problems. So, what is nagging? Is nagging, are, is nagging a reminder? What, like, when do they change? So, I think that that's important, too. I think our presentation uh, with each other has to improve. I think that sometimes we have to pause and think about I. I like words. I think they're important, and I think they're you powerful. You know. We know so you like words. I think that we should <laughs> <laughs> be rather mindful of our word selection when dealing with one another. That's one thing I do like about 
uh, social media is that I may curse somebody out and then I erase it and then I can say something that might have a little sense to it. I might, you know, be able to. Maybe. <laughs> did, did you press send when you cussed them out, though? It then came back and deleted it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I never even pressed send. <laughs> but I think that that's important. And I think that because it colors what it, it colors the occurrence. So if, if, if a man perceives you as nagging, contrasted to giving a reminder, to me, those are two vastly different things incredibly they so. are exactly yeah. and i think um presentation and his perception i think those are that's something else that we have to realize that yes something is occurring but my my perception of the occurrence may not be reality i really think that we have to make sure that there is what would it be uh, a level of congruency in what is being what is the reality and what we are perceiving and then that goes back to communication i think when i look at a thing and if i'm disturbed by it i i should be able to say well this is what i thought this is how that came across to me is that what you really meant like did you really just mean that and then if that is and i feel or i think because i'm not really into feelings if i think that that warrants a discussion perhaps not of the pleasant sort or just maybe a critical deconstruction of how it was presented sure. so that we can better approach one another. Because if we're together, our aim should be to be complementary to one another. Agreed. So I don't want you, I don't want an acrimonious uh relationship where every time I see you, I'm ruffling your feathers and you're ruffling mine. Mm -hmm. I'll go out to dinner by myself. I mean, so really, like, I like that. So I want us to be the same amount of peace that I can have alone, I need to be able to have with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, that takes a lot of transparency. It takes a lot of security where you're able to expose vulnerabilities to someone and then then on the end of the other person they have to do their best not to judge whatever it is that you're sharing with that person i have a question yes ma'am you said you're not into feelings what do i mean by that yes what i mean by that is you know i could come home and let's say I'm married. I'm not. But let's say I'm married. <laughs> no, you're not. Because if I don't get invited to this wedding, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. I come home and maybe she says something to me or I say something to her. And then there's no harmony there. Now, what we feel about it is almost irrelevant. What are the facts? What are the facts? What did I say? How did I present it how did you receive it and if i can't take away your perception i can only deal with my intent and if it even if i did even if you perceived my words harshly i have to then reflect honestly and be critical of myself make a critical analysis of myself and say okay i could have said that better or differently i think that's important i think humility in a relationship is absolutely essential. And whatever relationship, it doesn't have to be uh, an amorous relationship, just 
interactions with human beings. I think that is absolutely important because it allows us to utilize our ears more than our mouth, even though I'm kind of long-winded. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Ooh, I, <laughs> baby. You know, I think that's what, what you're saying is important, um, the humility piece. And I was going to say, um, before Aisha posed her question that uh, Love McPherson, my life coach, talks about how it imp- important it is to be vulnerable with your partner. Mm-hmm. But the moment someone trusts you with some information and you turn around and throw it in their face. Absolutely. You've lost their trust. Even if they forgive you and even if you move forward in the relationship, it is damaged and possibly. Irreparably. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because now they know I'm just not. And I lived that, you know, I, I'm no longer married, but once I say something to you and you come back with something venomous that was uncalled for and unnecessary and just because you were having a, a crappy day, because we all have those, right? Absolutely. Um, I just, I learned very quickly, I ain't going to say nothing. Then it's, well, why don't you talk? For what? Well, you remember that time. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and that's a toxic, toxic relationship, Absolutely. Tasha. Yeah, exactly. If you can't, <laughs> right, well, if you can't communicate with your mate, there's no relationship. If mm-hmm. I feel like I got to hold stuff back from you, yeah, there's no point in us going forward. Agreed. Yeah, I'm out. So what is the role, I think, I, I'm curious. Why are you looking at Otto, me? <laughs> it was coming just for oh, you. okay. I'm wondering number four what is the role of (laughs) so i don't know if i like the word forgiveness i think i think process is something that we overlook as a people so scripturally speaking we'll say you want the crown but not the cross so in a process where we both well i think that we both can acknowledge that we are damaged, I think it should be expected that there's going to be some injury happening in this process towards oneness because that's what, if it's a marriage, that's what it should be. Mm-hmm. So how do we, as a person who attended the Million Man March, I'm, 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 I like the process of atonement because in atonement, there are steps and ultimately, forgiveness and rec- reconciliation are parts of the process of atonement. But I, I, it, it reminds me of how we so often forgive people who have done wrong. We think we forgive them, um, like the church shooting, for say, per se. The person didn't even ask for forgiveness. They didn't even acknowledge it was wrong. So how can you? How do you forgive? when there's not even an, an acknowledgement of the wrong. So I think that's something that I, I would like for you to address. Okay. Thank you, Miss Otto. Let me say, I didn't agree with that church shooting either. <laughs> so probably wrong person to ask about forgiveness. However, I do believe that a lot of people are quick to say, oh, I forgive you. Oh, we good. We cool. No, we not. But you want to be cool, but we really not. It's like there's a process. Like you said, there's a process to go through. Some people make an error in their relationship and want to automatically be forgiven because they said they were sorry. That does not work in the real world. They might say they're sorry and they might be sorry. But if you keep doing it, you probably not. Yeah. You just quick to say, well, I said I was sorry, so you should get over it. No. And that comes with the nagging thing. You know, it's like 
forgiveness is a strong word. And when I forgive someone, I truly forgive them and I move on. However, good luck for me <laughs> to forgive you for your continuous error in judgment when well not in judgment in choice because mm-hmm. you you are choosing to hurt my feelings <laughs> you're choosing to not think how it would affect us which you know that's your choice that's fine but you cannot you cannot get upset if i'm not okay <laughs> you cannot get upset with me because i won't quickly forgive you and accept you and i'm a strong believer in counseling mm-hmm. and i say hooray <laughs> i, I like am that. yeah because we need, we always need someone to talk to. I started counseling off and on my whole life. I started it actually in undergrad. We had a college counselor, and it was just talking about things to a third party that has no influence on anything. Just letting it. Thank you. He knows how to use his words. He's an eagle. <laughs> but yeah, forgiveness is something that we tend to toss out there a lot because we feel like, well, I said we. Some people feel like. You have to forgive people as God would have forgiven you, right? But we not God. So there's processes we have to work through. Sure. But a lot of people just say, oh, I just forgive them. The school, the church shooting. Oh, I forgive him. You talking about that guy who named, I don't want to give him credit. Yeah, yeah him. exactly. Mm. We won't exactly. name him. We won't name Y'all can't him. see me rolling my eyes. All right, right. They can if they're watching the video. <laughs> True indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's important to know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just wanted to add one more thing. Go ahead. That woman wanted to forgive him. That's her choice. Absolutely. I don't want to ever tell somebody what they shouldn't mm-hmm. and shouldn't do. Absolutely. They should and shouldn't do. If you forgave, that was you. I'm happy that made you have closure and made you feel better. Great for you. But for me, not even a church shooting, but just life in general. Right. If you harm me, there some people I overlook because I believe in the 80-20 rule across all relationships. Sure. Family, mm-hmm. friends, every coworkers, everybody. Yes. Eighty twenty rule. Yes. Everybody gets that. Yes. When you get that at seventy nine percent, oh Lord help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. You can be an associate over there. Yeah. And so I was gonna say to that point that it's important to recognize that forgiveness does not necessarily mean reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah. I can forgive I'm you. I'm glad that you made that clapping, point. Clapping. I yes. can forgive you, and I can. You know, there was a gentleman who I was friends with, and. He was dating a girl, and something just went south, and somehow she was calling my phone. It was real ridiculous. It was real stupid. I was married. Like, me and my husband at the time were like, what? Why y'all calling us? It was real stupid. But later, he found out that um, my husband and I separated, and I guess he wanted to reconcile, reconcile his friends. So he reached out via text, and I responded. You know, it was general pleasantries, because I don't hold grudges typically. Absolutely. So I responded or whatever, and he was like, he kept saying, when are we going to hang out? And I just didn't respond to that. And so finally, you know, he said, are you so busy that we can't connect? I said, let me explain something to you. You created a situation in my house that was disrespectful. And I have completely forgiven you. But we're not going to be friends and hang out. You know, because this was completely avoidable. This was just you liking drama. And that's fine. You are entitled to live your life the way you desire. But I can't deal with it. And so to allow you back into my life makes no sense. You talk about people you have to remind to do things. You know where I'm going with the yes. last somebody I dated. Yes. And I was like, you just going to keep making these that's incredibly poor decisions? Tell you what. You make them over there. 
and I'm gonna be over here. And I wish you the best. I wish your, you know, that you get everything that God has in store for you. But I can't attach my life to yours because right now I got to be looking at me like these ain't the things that I was gonna give you. And, and, and Tasha, can I add? Mm-hmm. Can I add? That I appreciate you talking to your ex friend and mm-hmm. letting your ex friend know. Yeah, why? Why? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, you Absolutely. know, I have a big issue with ghosting. Yeah, I do too. Like we're all adults. Yes, this wasn't in our twenties, and we have absolutely. And because of social media, we have too many connections. Yeah. So eventually, we're gonna see each other again. Sure. Especially if you know you in the city of Chicago, land mm-hmm, area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're right. gonna see you again. Absolutely. And you never know who knows who. I might come across you at a job. Might yeah. not, you know, but I may be in a position to hire you. There you go. There you go. But no. ghosting, communication is wonderful. We're grown. We're, I like we're it. adults, and I understand some people cannot take rejection. How we've been hearing about lately on social media about the guys that are killing women because they told them no. Yeah, that's very sad, and I, I can't even phantom why uh, that's thank you let me not even go there because that is a whole nother show let me just erase that start over um tasha i think i think that's a great spot to end yes (laughs) i think that definitely there needs to be a part two yeah to get your uh Mm -hmm. calendars together in your cell phones and let's figure out when we're going to uh and i'm not a therapist i will say that you're not i i used to be a psych major another story um but i will say that i've learned a lot in life Mm. and just by being around other people it's very important to me that you pick up things from other people because if you don't and you just focus about what you know and the knowledge you have how are you going to ever help your village grow come on say can you repeat that again say it again (laughs) i forgot that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) on that note (laughs) your village the hilarious (laughs) michael nation we really appreciate you being a part of the show we definitely want you to uh come back uh how can people find you on social media if that's something you want to share like anonymity Um, y'all didn't see me look this way on camera like and i'll let it ride don't forget to follow us on social media instagram facebook and twitter tasha talks check us out every day on tlctalkradio.com we will catch you next week